As promised, the top of the program. Now we're going to talk about guidebooks, so something that uh, this correspondent is familiar with and quite a big fan of. In this case, we're talking about the Moon series of handbooks and their new book titled Sacramento and the Gold Country. Joining us now to talk about it is the author himself, Christopher Arns. Welcome to Radio Parallax, Christopher. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I understand you are a local boy, uh, having grown up, I guess, in near Auburn? That's right. Yeah, I grew up in Auburn and uh, went to high school a little little ways up toward Grass Valley. So, and now I live in Sacramento. So I've, I've kind of been around the block, so to speak. Well, I'm kind of wondering, how do you get a gig like this? Writing a guidebook is something I think would it, it strikes me as something that could be tremendous fun and could be a nightmare. <laughs> so I guess first question, is, which was it? Uh, I think it was probably a little bit of both, to tell you the truth. There, there were times where it was a lot of fun, and then, you know having to actually turn it into a written manuscript, that's sometimes a little bit of a nightmare, having to meet deadlines. But uh, I actually found the the gig on Craigslist, of all places. No they, kidding. They were looking for, yeah, they were looking for a local author on Craigslist, and so uh, that's how I got it. And you are an author by virtue of the fact, from what I can read of your bio, you went to Cal Poly, you were a sports editor for the college newspaper, and then, then were a reporter in the Central Coast and, and Oregon for quite a while. That's right. That that is right. And now I, I'm a reporter for the Sacramento Business Journal. Well, good for you. I uh, I, I am pleased to have read uh, read through this book and and would note to start off that you know it's said that you're often a lousy tourist in your hometown, and I've been living in uh, either Davis or Sacramento for most of the past four decades. And and I looked at this and went, there's a lot of stuff in here I haven't done yet. So so I you know this is very encouraging. Well, you know it was it was fun from the standpoint that it was like rediscovering an old friend that, that you hadn't seen maybe in, in a long time, going and researching the different places. And uh, even though I grew up here, I, I felt like there were things that I didn't know about or I hadn't visited. So it, it, was, a, it was a great opportunity to rediscover the area. Yeah, and I and I believe you me. After reading this, there's some I've been meaning to go check out Moaning Caverns up in the foothills, and and also the underground tour here in Sacramento, where you can see where, in the wake of floods, they uh, they built up on a story, but you apparently can go down and have a, a very entertaining uh, look at what um, what it used to be like down on on the ground floor. And I'm I'm sure you did all these things as as part of your research. I did. I mean, and that's where the fun part came in of writing the guidebook, getting to go to these places and call it work. Right, it was more like fun, that's for sure. But yeah, it was it was great. It was a great experience. Yeah, Chris, one thing I've always appreciated in handbooks is how much you learn about an area, and particularly some of the sidebars they have. You had a wonderful little sidebar there about. Uh, of course, we should point out this handbook is really about Sacramento and the Gold Country. There's quite a bit about the Gold Country in there. Apparently, you participated in the jumping frog contest at one point. Yes, this is true, and uh, I, I was a colossal failure. <laughs> or I'll, I'd like to pin it on the. On the frog. The frog was a colossal failure. Maybe my frog jockeying skills were, were not up to snuff. But, uh, yeah, that was. I did that. It was fun. And, and the, the frog jumped a whopping four and a half feet. The, the world record, I think, is 21 feet. Yeah, a little bit short on that one. Well, uh, th- this is a radio station that comes to you from Davis. And I, I do want to note you had a section in there about Davis, University of California. And what 
What struck me between the eyes, Christopher, was the fact that uh, the Bohart Museum of Entomology gets a nice little write-up, and I, I don't know anything about this. This is, this is uh, something I need to check out. Everybody knows Davis for, for UC Davis, but there's so much more to it than that. You know, I mean, there's the Mondavi Institute, uh, you know, the, the Bug Museum, and it's amazing that, that we have these world-class facilities here uh, right under our noses. Those are the things that, uh, you know, I didn't really know much about before I started re- researching the guidebook. Um, but those, those facilities are definitely, I think, on a par with anything you'd find in, in other cities. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just there kind of waiting for people to show up and look at them. Yeah, and here it is undoubtedly very close to where we're broadcasting uh, the program. And, I, well, I, I could tell you, I'm going to go over there after reading your book and, and, and check this out, which is, what I guess, the whole point of a lot of this. I'm glad to hear that. That's good. You also had uh, some interesting data in there, again, historical stuff that certainly rounds up these guidebooks, about the Big Four, which are famous from California history. And I, I guess it never really dawned on me till I read your book that these guys were merchants in Sacramento and made their money in the gold rush and, and parlayed that into their railroad empires. Yeah, it, it's a pretty interesting story. I mean, it's sort of like the whole, you know, the idea of America where these, these businessmen become tycoons. You know, we think of people like J.P. Morgan or, or um, Vanderbilt as being quintessential American businessmen who kind of made America. And, and we had our own tycoons here on the West Coast, and that would be the big four. And, I mean, they certainly were tycoons in every sense of the word. I mean, they, they ran that railroad uh, in many ways with an iron fist, especially if you know the story of Theodore, poor Theodore Judah, who's the man who actually designed the, the railroad. And then they cast him aside <laughs> when it was all ready to be built. So, I mean, they were, they were essentially uh, these kind of flinty-eyed, uh, you know, kind of cold-hearted yeah. men in a sense. And, and it turned out that that's what was needed to, to really plow that rail, the railroad through the Sierra. Let's talk about uh, back to, to downtown Sacramento. You and Dolly spent a lot of time running around sampling restaurants, checking out hotels, and that that must be, God, that must be a lot of work. But uh, but you've certainly been comprehensive. And maybe, is there any tips you want to instill the listeners about what um, what they ought to do when they start out with the guidebook hmm. with Sacramento? Well, I think everything begins with the capital in, in Sacramento. And I mean, I think probably yep. the majority of visitors to Sacramento know it for being the capital of California, but mm-hmm. there's there's so much more to it than that. I mean, if you go to the Capitol, first of all, it's just a, it's a beautiful building. You go inside, check out the rotunda and the inner dome. Fascinating, but it's actually a very accessible place. You can go into the galleries and watch the, the Assembly and the Senate uh, run through their floor sessions. If you walk through the hallways, you'll bump into lawmakers and lobbyists and, and other people there you know, for the purpose of, of participating in, in democracy. So it's, it's a very accessible place. Um, and then outside, the park is, is amazing. I mean, it's very, very beautiful, very kind of relaxing, quiet place. So I'd say you start with the capital and, you know, make sure to, to fully experience that because that's something really special to Sacramento. Yeah, and as I as I flip to the beginning of your book, uh, that, that's where you that's where the, the your guide sends people on day one, and then in day two, it looks as though uh, you thought Old Sack was a good choice. I'd have to concur with you on that. You know, the funny thing about Old Sack is that it was almost torn down, right, in the in the late '60s. Yeah, your, uh, your description 70s. of what a horrible horrible place it was was quite vivid. 
And, you know, it's interesting. I didn't put this in the book, but I, I've been told by uh, one of the guides for the, the downtown partnership, uh, they told me that apparently there's this anecdote where a, a Sacramento politician actually went down there to see how bad it was and actually saw a homicide happen in front of him. Oh, my God. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was a terrible, terrible place. It was, uh, they call it the West End. It was the worst slum west of Chicago. And they were actually going to tear it down and, and build I-5 right along the riverfront there. And then mm-hmm. people decided, well, no, we need to preserve our heritage. And they, they restored it, and now it's, you know, now it's uh, a huge tourist attraction. Indeed. And, of course, the river, um, more or less, a, just to follow your lead here, and, and on day three you send people on the bike trail up the river, and that is certainly one of the great resources of the metro area. I know people come from all over the world to see what a good example um, Sacramento did, did set with, with the bike trail. That is kind of the jewel of the park system here in Sacramento. You know, this, this 23-mile-long trail where, you know, it's essentially it's, it's still pretty wild. It's not developed there on the river. You know, it's, it's a great place, lots of oak trees and just kind of rolling uh, grasslands surrounding the, the river. Uh, great place to fish, kayak, bike, of course, take a walk. Uh, so yeah, I think that's and that's unique. I mean, I don't think too many other cities in, in even the United States have something like that. Now you spent uh, probably probably more of the book is about the foothills than about Sacramento proper. I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's close. But you spent a lot of time talking about a lot of the the gems up there from Nevada City down to uh, to Murphy's. And one in particular struck me that I guess reminded of the fact when I went on the South Fork of the American um, a week or so ago. Just what. What a wonderful resource the whitewater rafting and kayaking here is, and, and, and you spend a little bit of time about the, talking about that. Yeah, you know, growing up in Auburn, I, I knew that the South Fork of the American and the Middle Fork were great places to go, to go rafting. I mean, I, I knew that was sort of a given, I, and I kind of knew about the, the Yuba up in Nevada County, uh, but what I wasn't quite as familiar with were the other rivers a little bit farther south, like the Tuolumne and the Stanislaus. Those are world-class rivers as well. So, I mean, we have so many different places to go river rafting. And we have some of the, the biggest whitewater up there on, on the North Fork and on the Yuba. I mean, really, really just advanced rapids that, that uh, you know, very experienced rafters can go on. So, you know, we've got the whole, got the whole gamut and uh, some pretty pretty amazing scenery as well. You talk about heading south from Placerville and talk about the Shenandoah Valley, and it sort of struck me that I don't couldn't rub two facts together about the Shenandoah Valley. I know there's some wine up there, but uh, I guess this is quite a, quite a place to go for a day trip. Shenandoah Valley is, is kind of becoming Sacramento's, I guess for lack of a better comparison, Sacramento's Napa, in a sense. This is in Amador County. Very beautiful place. Rolling grasslands uh, in the spring when it's green. It almost looks like parts of England in, in a sense. There are people who have their, their herds of sheep running on the hills up there. It's, it's phenomenal. And it's, it's actually, they have some of the oldest grapes in California growing there. Hmm. Some very old varieties of, of Zinfandel. We're just learning about it now, I think. But it's funny, it's been there for so long. There have been these working vineyards way back into the, you know, mid to late 19th century. So it's, it's a fantastic resource. All right, we're speaking with author Christopher Arns about the latest in the Moon Handbook series, in this case, Sacramento and the Gold Country. Well, let's talk about the Gold Country and the fact that uh, Grass Valley, Nevada City, had, I guess, one of the more uh, productive gold mines in the West. 
and uh, there's you can actually go to the old Empire Mine there and and get a tour. Yeah, it, it was quite a productive place. It was something that you, if you lived in Grass Valley at the time, you could hear it for miles away. You could hear the, the machinery pumping, the stamp mills pumping as they were crushing the ore to get the, the gold out of the stone. Yeah. And they're developing, you can go, you can actually go walk around and it's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it's almost like Sacramento and the Gold Country's version of Hearst Castle. And the grounds there huh. are just very, very beautiful. The estate, the, the mansion, the, the other cottages on on the grounds the gardens i mean it is you know beyond the actual history with the mine it's it's just a beautiful place people have weddings there picnics. part of the mine is flooded so you can't go down into it but they are actually creating uh, an underground tunnel where the tours will start to go i believe it's starting next year so that'll add to the experience you'll actually be able to get down into the mine now for the first time I'm glad I have this guidebook to remind me there are things I need to do locally. <laughs> and I know that a lot of people here, we have a very loud signal up in Nevada City and, and Grass Valley, and hopefully we'll encourage some people to be better tourists in their hometowns as well. Well, again, I, I've, I've lived next to, uh, not far here from Sutter's Fort for uh, what's close to two decades. It was like last year I finally said, I need to go over there and check this place out and was well rewarded for doing so because it's very cool. But it's like, it, it, because it's right in your neighborhood, you sometimes just take it for granted. Yeah, I think that's true. Absolutely. I mean, I, and I hope that's what people get out of the guidebook. It's the way for them to rediscover this place and to appreciate it, because we do have a lot of interesting history here in Sacramento and, and amazing natural resources up in the foothills. Yeah, swimming holes came to mind, too. You had a section on some great swimming holes, and uh, good on you for doing that. Uh, I'm just almost, I'm kind of sorry we're talking here in September with most of summer behind us, because <laughs> those are probably worth checking out. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually at one up Oh, probably last weekend I went, I went up on the, the South Yuba, up by Bridgeport. Fantastic swimming hole. Um, but, they're, yeah, spread out all over the gold country, these little, these little places where sometimes you, you have to walk a little ways, but that's okay because then there, there are fewer people there. Uh, and, and I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people bypass the gold country to go to Tahoe because they're going up to, to the beaches up there. But, you know, we have plenty of... We have plenty of nice beaches and, and swimming holes and places to go on the water right here in the, in the gold country. Uh, and these swimming holes are, are definitely, you know, good spots to stop at. Well, and speaking of water, too, you mentioned uh, you have a section on the Delta and how it's a great place to see, especially if you can get your hands on a boat. And I used to have a boat and spent a lot of time down there. That's that that's good advice. But people can also do river cruises um, in Sacramento as well and, and rent kayaks. Even if they don't want a whitewater raft up in the foothills, you can you can do some rafting right in Sacramento in the Lower American. So there's a lot of water options. Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing that uh, I re- I discovered in the last year that I think is a just a amazing amazing place to go visit is the, the Cosumnes River Preserve, a little bit south of Sacramento. Okay, that's a great place to take a kayak. You can go on the um, on the river there, uh, just through. Just amazing oak forests, wetlands. If you go at the right time of year, you can see sandhill cranes and all kinds of different birds. It's just, uh, it's sort of a gem. Not not too many people know about it, I think. But there's excellent hiking, bird birding, bird watching, great picnicking, and uh, kayaking. There is is really great. Noted. <laughs> this is something I also <laughs> want to check out. You know, that these books are noted for having a bit of humor uh, mixed in with them and, and as they're giving advice, and I just have to, I cannot resist 
pulling a quote out here uh, from one of your sidebars, talking about a couple of outlaws, Joaquin Murrieta and Black Bart. Uh, bear with me as I, as I quote from your, from your book. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote about Black Bart being raised in England and displaying a genteel touch for crime, and he wore a bowler hat, was terrified of horses. He held up 28 Wells Fargo stagecoaches, uh, finally got caught, and was sent to San Quentin. But you know right. that the, sage, the passengers were struck by his polite manner and, and witty poems he left behind at the crime scene. And after six years in San Quentin, um, he was released. He told reporters, I quote from you, that he was through with crime. The scribes asked if he would at least continue to write poetry. Now, didn't I tell you I was through with crime, he said? <laughs> <laughs> right. What a character. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to make a movie about his life. The truth is, is better than fiction, the things that that... That character, that outlaw, did. I mean, that was uh, that was truly turning crime into an art. I guess if you could describe it that way, but uh, certainly a character, Black Bart. Well, at the back of the book, these books are oriented with a lot of practical advice. You have some further resources people can can check out, uh, and, and even including maybe in, in response to what we're talking about, some of the, the writings of Mark Twain. We had one of the great chronicles of the Old West right here in the foothills. And I didn't know until I read your book that apparently he and uh, and Bret Hart apparently were in the same house at the same time. And, and Hart may have educated Clemens uh, uh, about writing, being, being the more experienced writer. That's right. And I think that House is probably stretching it a little too much is because I think it was more like a little shack. Yeah. little one-room shack, and there's a replica now you can go check out. But yeah, they, were, uh, they, they stayed together, and, and apparently Bret Hart helped... Mark Twain refined his craft. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Mark Twain was was younger, and Bret Hart was certainly the the senior writer of the two. So uh, that experience, I think, led to Samuel Clemens becoming Mark Twain. Yeah. That, that whole experience. Well, Christopher, there's so much we could talk about, but I think if people want to learn more, they're just going to maybe have to go out and, and get one of these handbooks. Uh, I didn't realize that 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 the Moon Handbook started out in Chico before locating relocating in Berkeley, but uh, it's another case of a of a local enterprise. They have books on just about every location, especially in the United States, uh, Western Hemisphere. They've even branched out into Europe. That is definitely an example of, of, a, of a local business making good. And, I mean, I just, I, I like their other books as well. I mean, I'm, I'm probably biased because I wrote a book for them, but um, I like their style and, and they're very informative. I, I do enjoy the Moon Handbook series. Yeah, when I went to Honduras a couple years ago, I snagged one, and I've got it here in my right hand, along with yours in my left hand. So yes, uh, this independent travel thing, taking a book and, 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 and learning about it, uh, going to a place, I just can't recommend it highly enough, and, and I just appreciate what you've done. Thank you so much. I, I definitely appreciate that as well. And you know, we can, we can tell the listeners that they can also go to moon.com, and there are blog posts there, little snippets from the guidebook. Uh, that they can check out if they want to get a get a taste for the book as well. And I'm sure many of listeners are going to want to do that. Christopher Arns, thank you so much, and I hope we can maybe have you on again. Well, I appreciate that. I would like that. Thank you so much for having me. All righty. 